the third Sunday of Advent. That's also the third Sunday of our little preaching series we've been doing in preparation for the coming Christmas. So we just encourage you, uh, leaving this morning, to take a bulletin. If there's some questions and promptings for you as an individual as well as a family uh, to reflect upon. We heard this antiphon uh, this morning. It's kind of sort of an anticipated sort of preeminent prayer to get us prepared for this Mass, this sacrifice and celebration. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. It's beautiful. We've been discussing these last few weeks uh, about what he gives us, as well as uh, the way we are to live. That could be a struggle to accept what he most desires to give us uh, if our hands are full. If we're weighed down, we're distracted, uh, burdened by attachments, whether that's to sin, to wealth, to status, uh, material things, that we must let these things go uh, so as to focus on him and receive what he desires to give. Which brings us to today, that what he most desires to give us is himself. That we are invited to receive who he is into our very being. John the Baptist in the Gospel this morning, he's speaking with this crowd, these various people coming up to him, asking him what they should do, how they should live. And he gives some great and pretty simple, straightforward answers. Do acts of charity for the poor. Don't exhort people. Don't falsely accuse anyone. And just be happy with what you have, what you are already given. But these people just kept coming. They kept desiring more. Their appetites were growing with seeing how John lived, how he inspired, how he was teaching them. They kept desiring to receive what he was speaking of in the full. Not just in these small, everyday acts of charity and practices that even pagans can do. He writes, Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. But John effectively says to this, Whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, I am definitely not the Christ. I am baptizing you with water, he says, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. To be baptized with Holy Spirit and with fire, that's something to look forward to. That's something to receive. The same encounter, I wager, brothers and sisters, plays out uh, today for us. That us priests, theoretically, could be up here, week in, week out, exhorting our people to good moral beings, giving encouraging homilies to care and give to the poor, to not steal, to not lie. But at the end of the day, if we're being honest, really anyone can do these sorts of things. What makes us unique as Christians is that a priest, a prophet, could say to you that you can be and are baptized by the Holy Spirit and by fire, the source of love and goodness and care. And that you could receive this person in the flesh, his very self. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. I'd like to leave you with a, a quote from an early church father. It was written probably around the year 400 by St. Augustine. He died in the year 430. He's probably most famous these days for writing uh, the first autobiography, his confessions. He writes this, John, John the Baptist is the voice 
but the Lord is the Word, who was in the beginning. John is the voice that lasts for a time, but from the beginning Christ is the Word that lives forever. Take away the Word, the meaning, and what is the voice? Where there is no understanding, there is only a meaningless sound. The voice without the word strikes the ear, but does not build up the heart. It is hard to distinguish word from voice, though. Even John himself was thought to be the Christ. The voice was thought to be the word, but the voice acknowledged what it was, anxious not to give offense to the word. I am not the Christ, he said, nor Elijah, nor the prophet. And the question came, who are you then? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness is the voice of one breaking the silence. Prepare the way for the Lord, he says, as though he were saying, I speak out in order to lead him into your hearts, but he does not choose to come where I lead him unless you prepare the way for him. So he is drawing near to us, brothers and sisters, now, every day of our lives, and this Christmas. That's a fact. The questions are then, do we acknowledge who we are? And will we, can we, receive who he is?